Exactly. Yeah. There you go. I'm talking that into existence. They're going to hear me talking. I'm interested mm-hmm. on making sure that I say the proper things about them. Drake, I don't give a fuck. I mean, fuck that nigga. <laughs> did you did you catch I'll that? that uh, nigga, did y'all catch that Method Man shit where he he said he don't even like M E T H O D man. He ain't like he don't like that song. He said he said he wrote that shit when he was fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, I bet he didn't like it that much either. Bet he didn't. But he, a lot of artists will tell you that you know their biggest song that everybody loves so much is not their favorite song. Yeah, exactly. everybody seems to say that. Mm-hmm. I believe it. musically, not just rap, but like all kinds of musicians will say this particular yeah. song that everybody loves so much. That's not right. yeah, 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 I just it can't would, stand it. Like it would have been crazy a billion times. It would have been crazy to sit down in this space and and hear from Michael Jackson be candid on a podcast somewhere like you know I I don't know that he would necessarily subscribe to it but shit just to have him alive and and talk about it different from him because he didn't write none of that shit so yeah. it's a different it's a different approach like it's gonna mm-hmm. be I didn't like this song but right you know it's gonna be more like I don't like performing this song or I don't like you know but mm-hmm. when you wrote it it's just like this ain't my favorite shit like I wrote better mm-hmm. shit than it mm-hmm. that's true that's true it's all, it's all perspective yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, yeah. nobody would feel comfortable as a as a twenty something year old man with something you wrote when you were fifteen. And I think that's mm-hmm. what yeah. I'm it's just, to say. it's just you know, it's just. And I mean, he's fifty now, and he's on Power Part Eight, and you know what I mean. Like he's out here in a whole different lane, mm-hmm. but he still loves music. But that's that's his pump it up. So it's just like you know, he probably go to the show and say, "I know y'all want to hear this pump it up shit. Fuck it." M-A-T, you know what I mean? But I don't like it. I mean, like, I've done a whole lot of yeah, like I, like I gotta see shit. this shit again. I don't even like don't this motherfucking song. Right. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. you know. Here we go again. Right, right. You gotta do it. So Mary, get your ass up in. Let's do it. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> let's do it. Bruh. And she wants the money too, so let's do this. She got her own shit on her own side. Performing songs she don't like. So it's like hey. Check it the chat, my name. This is Logic Over Everything. We made it here so you could make it through. All right. Let's do what we got to do. And before we begin tonight, I got to let the listeners know Logic Over Everything is our is our brand of everything. We bring you the latest current events. We're talking hip hop tonight. But if you want the sports, Eventually, we will transition sports all the way over to LOE Sports Network. The LOE Sports Network can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For now, we are growing, trying to get to other podcast platforms. But for now, you can catch us on Spotify. Give us that like, subscribe, tell us about the show. Um, And then you can go to Apple Podcasts should you have that Apple Podcast system. Um, And it's the, the, the LOE Sports Network. All right. Without further ado. Let's talk some hip hop, gentlemen. Um, tonight, I would like to know your favorite intro to an album. Um, and, and for starters, I, I'll, I'll begin with you, M. What's your, what's your favorite yeah. intro to an album? Well, I wanted to say for me, it was the right time, right place. So it was destiny to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as music and the catalog and how music, you know, shapes your life and fabric in your life, I gotta go. 99 with murder music mob deep Ooh. yeah that 
Prodigy probably had it. He, he damn near probably had it between Shook Ones 2 and you know a couple of songs that you know me and Logic fuck with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that verse he had on that on that murder music intro. Bought literally bought me to. I was in the back of the car. We in fucking Bridgeport, Connecticut. And I'm with my grandfather, my uncle, you know, a couple cousins and shit. Mm-hmm. We went we went to uh, Trumbull Mall and shit. Went to Spencer Ass Fye. Been waiting for this album for a year and a half. Shit. Uh-huh. Man, we got that joint back on 95 South. <laughs> got to see. Matter of fact, nigga, I remember you gave me your uh your CD player for that trip mm. back in 99. Sony joint. Jesus. Got, I threw them headphones on, nigga, back of that. Back of the, the Sabre, the Buick, nigga. Went, went, went somewhere else, nigga. Tear came in my eye, nigga. You know, I don't want to confuse everybody. So if you go back and listen to the Murder Music album, the uh, the first track on there is labeled intro, but it's not actually the intro. It's kind of like an interlude into the intro, which is Streets Raising. Precursor. Yeah, Streets Raising, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a precursor to the, to the actual song. And the song is what we're talking about here, produced by the one and only Havoc, of course. And, yeah, from beat, from beat to flow, I got to agree with you. That, that one is strong. That was strong. Yeah. Uh, Logic, Logic, you, you you remember listening to that? Streets raise me. That's that's actually yeah, track two on the album. It was track two. It, it was hard. That was hard. That's a hell of it was mob. The mob top. Like it was mob tastic. Like it's nothing you could do with it. <laughs> they were a fully formed. They were fully formed organization. They knew what to do. Yep. They knew how to do it. They knew exactly they knew how to present their vibe. They knew mm-hmm. exactly what it was. It, it's it's one of those albums that confirmed what a lot of fans like myself believe when we heard, you know, Juvenile Hell and, mm-hmm. and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like when we first heard these niggas, we felt like, you know, there was a vibe to it that could be given to the public in a proper way. And mm-hmm. they mastered their function and they form. And that was just that. Like it's nothing you could do with it. You know, like that album, that album was like their, their graduation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was just about to say, a lot of times, a lot of times in, in, in the industry back then, it was like, you know, you're a freshman and you can see the potential. And then mm-hmm. they hit that one album about their second or third record where they just the perfect amount of growth and strength. And that was and that was Mob Deep's joint, that murder music. I mean, that was a there was nothing skippable there. Like, no, you know, at that point, Havoc had had. I don't know. Science. He had made a science of the beats, man. He was he was already nah, great. He got him and Alchemist, baby. Him and Alchemist. <laughs> him and Alchemist. It's, mm, it's, and that it's, some, mm. it, it's something that just rubs off on niggas' paws. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> half was in his half was in his bag. It was there. Super bad. You know, if you if you look through the progress again, you could see you know production wise. You know they had went through the process of dealing with Q Tip and and you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think had got a good look at some things and then he put it all together on his own terms to give it a mob deep sound. Like that's where you get mm-hmm. that sound. Like that's mm-hmm. when you say mob deep in your mind, that's what a lot of people probably hear is mm. that sound. Mm. It came out uh, August 17th of 1999. Um, and I remember uh, my cousins bringing me uh, hell on earth in 96. I was 15. I know, I know Mob Deep, they, oh, they were a little bit older than us, boy. right? They oh, were, nigga. Just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> hell on earth was hard. Boy. It was wrong, oh, right? Because they just... I remember they, hearing they, that shit in the street. That shit was <laughs> something different. 
something mm-hmm. different. Like you felt like you was with them niggas when them niggas been talking that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially Prodigy on that record. Like Prodigy mm-hmm. took over that hell, hell on. Mm-hmm. You know, he really. Yeah, that was really like his project, bro. Like I know Havoc and everybody else was on that joint, but yeah, like Prodigy stretched out on that joint. <laughs> True indeed. And see, they would come back three years later. They're a little bit older. And like I said, I knew they were older than us. Like, we're 15 when our Hell on Earth is coming out. We're 15. Uh, yeah, it was like 20. 21. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they might have been five, six years older, right? Mm-hmm. So so when murder music comes out, it's three years later, they're 24, 25, and, they're, and, they're, and they were just in their bag. It was just the perfect... Just the perfect storm. Yeah. Perfect storm. The, the music, the lyrics... The beats, the the whole demographic had mm-hmm. kind of mixed in at the right time, and everything just mm-hmm. hit at the right time. Like a lot of people wasn't even really familiar with Mob Deep like that until that point. Like mm-hmm. you know, people like us we knew, but yep. I think there was a larger fan base that was approached with the murder music shit. Of course, of course, it had it had Kim on it. You know what I'm saying? Like that quiet okay. storm. And that was huge. That was a and huge. That was record. huge. That was a huge, especially huge. for them, because you know, if you wasn't if you wasn't hip to hell on earth, which, which people don't even know if it had a single or not, then you get you get quiet storm right. followed up by the life is mine. Yeah. That Nas mm-hmm. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I'm going all out. Hit was... the charts too. Little the little C's joint. You know that was my one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah, all out, nigga. All out. <laughs> it had, a, it had, a, it had that. It had mm-hmm. that, and I think that's that's. Sometimes it just be perfect timing, gentlemen. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah, it just be perfect timing. Like you've been doing your work in the dark, and when the light hits you, mm-hmm. you're ready. And he was ready. Yeah. They was ready. Have was ready. Everybody was ready. They already had been through the process of becoming what they was. So when we seen them. Those of us who knew who it was was like, yeah, that's dumb. And then people mm-hmm. who didn't know was like, they ooh, that's And they even had a movie to promote that, you know, to send the mm-hmm. song further. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and then you yeah. can go back in the catalog, and the catalog just gets darker and <laughs> and more hard. Like, it's just harder. More grimy. It's more like, grimy. Yep. 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 So uh, if you like this, you could go backwards, and it gets better. Like, mm. I can never Great get group. enough of it. Go ahead and research that. <laughs> I need that shit. Mm-hmm. That right. shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Logic, what's, what's your what's your favorite intro of all time, man? I had to pick between two, and I guess I had to go with number one. And, you know, y'all already know what it is. They're listening. My friends, you guys are my friends, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it just starts, you know. Daddy, what is it going to be like in the year 2000? Well, sweetheart, for your sake, I hope it'll all be peaches and cream. That was that bust around shit. That shit was the greatest shit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> shit was the greatest shit I and then it transitioned into one of the greatest party anthems in the clubs today. Which is everybody rise. It was perfect. It was perfect. Uh. You couldn't you couldn't do it any better than that. You couldn't mm. it, this was on Extinction Level Event. Ooh, probably baby. his best Ooh. album. So yep. you know what I mean? Like it was just uh. perfect. I remember falling down the steps. When I heard it, like I was listening to it on the tape player and I was walking down the step, boom, oh shit. Cause that shit just hit. Like that shit, you know, the 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 original intro was based on, I don't know if y'all remember the movie Cyborg with Van nah, Damme. That's where my movie, yeah. That's where At my the beginning, movie. when he was talking about that shit. Like that's where he got the idea from. So mm-hmm. I was already kind of amped up off that. Cause it was like, you know, this, you know, shit, little things like that just submit why I fuck with the people I fuck with. 
It's like, yeah, Bus gonna know that shit because I know that shit. Like, that's my nigga. Like, we kind of in tune like that. And then, you know, after that, everybody rise. You can't lose. Like, it was perfect. In this in this realm of of podcasting and seeing some of our our great artists of our time, you know, we were able to hear from them about the time period when they made a a certain record. And what I remembered about the album is, of course, it came out like when I was, I guess, seventeen. So it came out in ninety eight. Um, yeah. But but Buster recorded that album in the term in the year and and then released it at the end of the year. So he recorded yeah. all year. After yeah. after releasing, I don't know when he recorded Disaster Strikes. That's what that's what I'm missing. Like he said, he recorded all year. Usually they record a year and then they put the album out the next year. No, Busta recorded all in in '98. He recorded all '98 and then put it out in December. But then he also remember, had '97 when Disaster Strikes. I don't know when is, exactly. This is this is you got to remember the operating theory. What I believe to be, I don't know. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But the operating theory was if you turned around and looked around the corner. DMX was dropping shit every other week. That, so, oh, yeah. So, if you're trying to get about, your shit in there, you need to get your shit in there. If the tape done, if the CD done, mix that down and get it, it out there. Get it yeah. out there. Because this nigga dropped in that Christmas. He dropped that same motherfucking year. And that shit did go mm-hmm. platinum. All the shit he dropped. He dropped two in one year. Yeah. Both of them motherfuckers went platinum. So, you know, mm-hmm. timeline was different. Mm. Mm. I thought it was because it was only five years left. And at that point, there was only one year. So five percent, yeah, five percent lolly. You know, that's why the next album after that was called the Genesis. You know, <laughs> this, that, and the third. Hard album, one of my favorite albums of all time. Is 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 if you're a Buster Rhymes fan, that's the one you can go to consistently. Mm-hmm. It had everything that you needed on it. Everything for the car, off, everything for the off. bitches, everything, <laughs> everything. Volume is loud as fuck for no reason. Like you know, what I'm saying? like it was, it's my shit. Just what I'm into. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And if I had to pick a number two, I would probably say um, the first track on Take Care, Drake's Take Care. That shit was hard. Uh, my nigga. That shit was hard. <laughs> that shit was hard. That was, that was, that that was on my list too. The, I was in the Marine Corps and I remember yeah. my man, I didn't have it, but my man had the album and he had just rented a car or something. Mm-hmm. And so he played that and we didn't even get to the next tracks. We just drove around yeah, for 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just listening to track one. Like, even now, yeah. I still talk to him, and we text back and forth for talk. And, you know, if you're feeling good, you, you know, how you feeling? You know, track one, my nigga. Like, because that was just, <laughs> sunroof was down. The sun, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the moon was out. It, mm-hmm. 67 degrees, and that track was right. Everything. That track was Everything. perfect. Oh, I, I, man, I told him today, I said, I said, we got to shake 40's mm-hmm. hand. That nigga 40, I, you know, Drake mm-hmm. aside, 40? On that production mm. side, <sighs> it's just something different. It's just a different type of thing. It's a different thing when Forty get in his bag mm. because it's not bass, it's not treble, it's aura. Like his shit be giving you like an aura, like you live to that type of shit. Oh, me and Joe was talking about the other day. Like he he got he, he has to get crowned for being that nigga that that put that drowning you know that drowning sound into the into the yeah. beat tell you yeah. you knew it was yeah. a drake song when you heard the, the yeah. beat drown out yeah. right yeah the reverb the split in the middle of the track sometimes <laughs> yeah. two times like sometimes mm-hmm. he flip it twice just because he could yeah. do that you know what i'm saying you know yeah, we engineered muddle. the whole beat 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like the muddled sample, he'll give you like a little taste of the sample, what it is. Mm-hmm. And then he'll mm-hmm. just completely flip that shit to where you don't even know if he stole it or not. Like, you don't yeah. even know what he did. <laughs> like, I don't even know how he did that. Like, I don't know how he took that and then went there. And then he'll bring yeah. the sample back and then do something else with this shit. Like, that yeah. dude is... <laughs> I do magician, bro. He's yeah, a magician, man. Yeah. He's a magician for mm-hmm. sure. And it's is you can't really get that sound from anybody else. And no, no worries. I think that's people try to copy a testament to him. Yes, I'm saying. Gotta go down with that. Like, and just for the listeners' name. edification, if you want to go back to take care and listen to track one, it's called Over My Dead Body. Oh, oh and it's hard. Okay. And it's hard. <laughs> and, it's and it's just hard. Hard. I got chills. But it's not hard. Chills right it's now. not hard. Yeah. But it's not hard in no gangster way. It's not hard no. in no. It's just perfect. It's a feeling. It's just, no, it's a. It's, a it's feeling, just a like feeling. It's a moment. Mm. It's a. It's an idea. Like it's more than it. It gave you a great taste of what that album was going to be, mm. and that's what that album really was. Was just a whole bunch of moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you go back and you moments. listen to it, if you're our age, 2011. I don't know where y'all was. I know where I was. I was still in the Marine Corps, so yeah. like I can accurately remember lots of different things in my life just listening to that record because you kind of, I think it was the last Drake record I really listened to all the way through. Mm. Mm. Wow. Because of that track one. Right That's crazy. That's crazy. Because of that track, it was great. It was great. What you think, Joey G? You're not going to skate out this conversation. Mm. <laughs> I've been going back and forth, man. You know, uh, I'm a self-proclaimed Jay- Jay-Z lover, so all his intros over the years I pretty much subscribe to. But uh, in my older age, I've, I, you know, when I'm repeating them back to myself because I, I memorized them all, right, I still can't get Nas's New York State of Mind Part 2 out of my head from the I yeah, Am album. <laughs> because, because I don't know, it, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I came from that life. But the imagery in his words in that joint, I, yep. still to this day, yep. and that beat, that production behind it. Yep. Your, uh, your, yeah. It's, it's, it, it, yeah. The legend, the legend, New York State of Mind, which was on the original Illmatic record. Mm-hmm. When you, and this is for the listeners, we have a different age. So this is back when you cop the CD or you cop the tape. Right. And before you could play it, you probably had to go somewhere to a device that was located inside your home. You know what I'm saying? Like we wasn't all walking around with shit in our pockets. For us, it was in the living automatic. room in, on April 6, 1999. We were supposed you to be in school. We was not in school that day. We said, nah, fuck that. We're going to listen to this. We was not in school that day. With the fresh hour, don't forget to tell me with the fresh Iowa, nigga. Yo, the fresh Iowa stereo. On the way back, on the way back, walking down the street from the Target, we had already ripped the Jones open. Mm-hmm. Because back then, you went through the list of songs. Yep. To yep. see the production, you wanted, you wanted to see the production. You wanted to see the. You features. wanted to see who was the features. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this is back, you know, when you had one or two singles, and then you had an album, so it wasn't you didn't know already. Like you had no yeah, idea the, all the tracks mm-hmm. that was going to be on. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these was and these were still the days where you could get in twenty four songs. Like you was getting twenty four tracks, not no ten, seven, no, twenty. 20 tracks and eight long ass skits. But anyway, <laughs> is I remember personally telling y'all niggas, I don't know why you, I don't, I don't know how I feel about no New York State of Mind part two. Cause like Paul, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, it felt like, why would you go back there with it? Cause that was perfect. Mm-hmm. 
and that nigga just shut me the fuck up. Like, yeah, I just, just, just like, like shut up, up. Let me do this. Let yeah. me do this. I got it. that shit was so much better than the first one. Oh. Mm-hmm. And you and you got New DJ York State Premier of Mind. That's the, the one you think of. Jesus, that's the one you Premier think of. Just, that's the version. That's oh my god. Mm-hmm. It's one of Come if much. you had to make a top ten Premier beat, that's one of them. It has to go up there. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's funny that us three are talking about that with this us three on this podcast because y'all, y'all as the audience hear us talk all fucking day. But nigga, for that first five minutes of that album, us sitting in my living room, <laughs> we was probably the most quietest ever. Hey, niggas Man. was studying. Niggas was studying. Niggas was studying. It's, it's you know, I don't want to go on no long dialogue about it, but one of the mm. biggest things that you notice today in today's culture regarding the music. These kids just don't have that connection to it like that. It's just they're not gonna have those kind of stories that we had. Mm-hmm. Like they're not gonna have that feeling of you know unlocking the door and just like your pants is on fire because oh. like you just want to hear this shit. Like you just want to mm-hmm. hear this shit. Like you and you want to hear the whole thing. You, and you don't talk to nobody. You don't. We didn't talk. We didn't do nothing. We just played the whole thing from track one to track twenty, whatever. And then we dialogued, and then we was like, which ones we liked, and then we played that motherfucker again, and then we went to Joey House and played that motherfucker again, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, these kids not gonna have that connection with their music like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not. It's not set up the same. The devices yeah. and you know the industry, it's just not the same. Right. I, I I remember that shit fondly. Warm memories, good memories of the moment before you put the CD in the tray. You're just so excited, like ah. It's about to be that shit. Uh, like I can't. I've been waiting for this shit for like three months. <laughs> no, I'm waiting, waiting for, for that comment. Three months. Right, at right. The sound's been out for three months, seven. just ruminating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can't yeah. get that reverence Reading back. the Source magazine so you can get the date, so we can know Absolutely. what the release date is, so you can know. Like, niggas had that shit circled. Like, that's Tuesday, this Tuesday. Okay, boom. Mm, we okay. here this Tuesday. Right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They get the cover of the Source that month, too. They know when their album mm. coming out. They get the cover. We talking about that shit. Mm. It was like it was like we were all in tune with the same shit. It was like right. we was all the culture. Everything was moving in the same direction. Everybody wanted the same thing. So, mm. Nice mm-hmm. time. Nice time. And and for those that know me, really, really, it, it took me a lot to to get here to this point where I put a Nas record in front of my man Ho. Uh, I'm glad, but because it was better and it was the right answer. <laughs> it just it was the perfect amount of imagery. It, it, the artistry still stays. Like if I listen to that record right now, I can you go right close back my to that eyes. Day. And yeah, that's what it's about. Like broken glass on the hallway, bloodstained floors, yeah. neighbors yeah. look at every yeah. bag you bring through your door. God, yeah. I mean, Jesus. Nobody's Christ. ever. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Very few people. Let me say that. Very few people in hip hop had the ability to. Mm-hmm verbalize New York in that way. To where you could see it, to where you could smell it, to where you could feel it, like coming in your ear. Like you didn't have to be there, like you said. You didn't have to go through that. But just the way that he explained it to you, it's like you could accurately depict it. Like Exactly. He, he, exactly. He, he was a dude. He was New a York, dude for that. New York. Difference oh, between God. rap and poetry, baby. He's, yeah, he's a different dude. He's a one on one. The artistry of it. He's like, a one on one. The artistry, man. Yeah. Yeah. That that's mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That was a great day. That was a great yeah. day, boy. And we L O E five We was there for that day. That was a great day. That <laughs> was. was a great fucking day. It was. So so second would be uh when Hove came back in two thousand six. That album was 
awful. Kingdom Come, I'm going to say it. It was an awful. I was album. in the Barracks in North Carolina, and you <laughs> wouldn't pick up my call. That's the one that came with the Sam. Was that the one that came with the Samsung shit? Oh, no, nah, no, nah, nah, that was 2013. Was... That was 2013. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I called you, and you wouldn't answer the phone, <laughs> and then you text me. Like, stop. I know it's trash. Shut the fuck up. That's still my guy. And I was, and I kept calling you. Like, yo, so now we got to talk about this. Nah, Kingdom Come Kingdom was Come his. Kingdom Come was ass. He, he had retired in 2004 after the after the Black Album. He retired. Mm-hmm. And he come back mm-hmm. 2006 with Kingdom Come. But he had this, the intro was, the game is fucked up. Niggas beats is banging. Niggas, your hooks did it. Your lyrics didn't. Your gangster look did it. He was talking directly to 50 Cent, by the way. But, uh. Okay. You and know, it's a fair assessment. But, but yeah, he 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 was talking like a grown man on that joint. I just fell in love with that that kind of rollout. But yeah, that you know, if I close my eyes in there, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to me personally. But when I'm talking about Nas, I'm like, God, I can see everything this man is talking about on this record. So, yep, that's my number. I mean, one. Jay Jay had his minute, man. Jay Jay, yeah, I mean, Jay, yeah. Jay Jay. I don't you know I don't fuck with him to the listening. I don't fuck with this. <laughs> I I I fucked with a certain level of Jay Z, and once that level got bypassed, I let it go. But, and then I started to look around at all the people who were fans of Jay-Z, and that's what turned me off completely, because it was a whole lot of non-crack seller niggas who was just jumping up in the air doing backflips about Jay-Z like he's talking to you, and it's like, I, it doesn't sound like he's talking to you, mm-hmm. but okay, if you take something, you know what I mean? Like, that's music. You can take from it what you want. So I kind of backed off. But, you know, kids had a hell of a run, so mm. can't say anything about that. Kingdom Come had the, um, Drone on there, right? That was on the, the radio and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, what was it called? Tell me what you got. Rum Shaker. Rum Shaker beat the That shit was hard. That shit was hard. <laughs> I can't even front. That shit was, that was about it. I can't even front. Like, I'm not a Jay Z fan. That's one of my drugs. Like, that shit hard now. Like, if I listen to that beat now, I fuck with it. Cause that shit was, that shit just put his foot in that motherfucker for bro. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, let's talk about one more. Uh, we didn't talk about this album, but this is this. I know if got a lot to say about. The B intro, Commons Commons record. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kanye West on the production. Uh. You talking about oh. a fucking moment, bro? Oh. <laughs> that began Man. with one key. You know what I'm saying? Just... Yeah, like the build, nigga. The, the build up, the crescendo, nigga. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was nothing like it. It really might be the greatest intro of all time because it's like just there was no talking on the song for like the first minute and a half. Like right, nobody right. said yeah. you, you just watch the shit build up. Like when Lil Wayne was talking about let the beat build. Nah, nigga. Like Kanye was building, nigga. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the production, like that, that shit was crazy. Because... Right into the corner. Like I, I love that whole album. Like you know, you yeah. That's another album yeah, from album start to tough. finish. Beat. You can run through it. You can run through the whole thing. Album was tough. Album was tough. Um, Shout out to Common. <laughs> I guess my story, I had joined the Marine Corps April 18th, 2005. Yep. I had just got out of boot camp in April, May, June. So that was like June something. Mm. And my brother, who was in the Army at the time, took off to come to watch me graduate as they call it you graduate from boot camp and then you get your orders and all of that shit so he came out put his uniform on he was a commissioned officer from Howard university mm-hmm. so he put his uniform on made all my drill instructors like salute him and he's younger than me so they was mad as fuck i was very happy about that but before we changed over into all our shit you know you had like family time and me and him walked 
and he had just bought the B album mm. on the way down. He was coming from Jersey, so it was on the way down. He had stopped and bought the B album because the rapper was still in the back. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, tight, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. And, you know, boot camp type shit, you listen to a lot of rock and roll shit because it's white people shit. So it's like a lot of rock, a lot of, it's not none of that. Mm. That intro came on and I teared up. I literally sat in his car and I teared up because it was like drinking water. It was like breathing air. Like that shit was just so everything. Like I remember, I'm kind of tearing up now because it was just, Mm -hmm. it blew me away because, you know, for the last three months, I hadn't heard no rap. I hadn't heard no nothing. Like I hadn't, you know what I mean? Like you kind of in a different zone. So when that shit kick in, it's just like, fuck. Mm -hmm. And then it's calm. So you know the rapture is going to be straight. Right, you know that's confirmed. Like that's yeah. not, that's never gonna be the problem of the album. And it was, it, he's got maybe four or five albums, and that's one of them. Oh, yeah. And you know what made that album special is it came out on our golden birthday. You and me, Logic. It came out mm-hmm. on our twenty fourth birthday on May twenty fourth mm-hmm. of two thousand five. Mm-hmm. And uh, and people don't know that, yeah, Kanye did a lot of the production, but Jay Dilla was also in them credits. I mean, Dilla was on. No that. ID was in them credits. It was, it was a lot of heads in there. It was a lot of heads. It was it was a group. It was a group Ooh, project. There's a lot of Kanye West Ooh. things tend to be. It's it's other people in the room doing mm-hmm. you know a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But if you go back and listen to that album, which I've oh. done, it still stands up. Like it still stands up. Man. It's, it's one it's of Thomas. the Kanye West era underrated joints. Like, you know, when they bring up college dropout and all this other shit, they don't usually throw the B album in there. Yeah, but that's, that's just as much as that album. That goes that in there. Just, yep. yep. Just as much as his album as yep. so any other joint he produced and rapped yep. on. Like, that's his and album. One of the best Chicago albums you go in. Because mm-hmm. that's a Chicago album. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the same way you said Nas in New York. Yeah. That's Chicago. Like, I can see it. Like, I mm-hmm. can see it when Com starts talking about what he's talking about. Real yeah. people joint. That shit was hard. That shit was yeah. hard to me. Oh yeah, they say. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. god. You mm. know, calm going into it's that sure. calm lane where you could do something that other people just can't do. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah. You can't do yeah. that. You're a painter too. Like, it's your world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, mm-hmm. we talk about intros, nigga. It's mm-hmm. your world as an outro. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With his pop showing a joint. Yep, yep. yep. That should tear, tear me up. Sure. Yeah, nah, it was a great album. It was a great album. It was. He's got a couple of those, and I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, I don't know how the listeners might feel about him personally. I know it's different age groups and different mentalities, but like you know, for a certain style of hip hop, for a certain style of listener, he got about three of those. Mm-hmm. One day it all makes sense. Is up there. Like water for chocolate is up there. Ooh. You know now what I'm saying? It. Like it's a couple that's up there. Now you a, I mean, you just gotta put them like up there. Water like for you chocolate. can't front. You can't front. That's one of them. That's one of those Yo, ones. Like that, like water for chocolate. I, I got introduced to that out in California. That was back when I was coming out there with uh, freaking cannabis. And this, and this, and one of my friends was like, "Yo, you know who's better than nah. cannabis? The shit on this whole thing." Yeah, and he put, right. he put like water for chocolate in front of me. He said, "This is an album right here." That's the, it was, that, was, that was my introduction to conversation. Real album. Go listen to it now. Complete <laughs> album. No <laughs> skips. 
No slows. Mm-mm. Complete album. I still don't know how that nigga pulled that shit off. <laughs> other than a lot of Jay Dilla. But Honorable mention, that. you should listen to Find It Forever. Find It Forever wasn't a bad album. Yeah. Just... No, no, I was about to mention that. That was a good run up right behind beat. I was gonna mention. I was gonna mention. mention. Yeah, Find It Forever was was I can imagine there was a lot of pressure on him after putting out something like B. Mm-hmm. Like, what's his thing? What, what can he possibly do next? You know, so everybody was kind of waiting around. <laughs> and yeah, that, that final forever. Now that shit's fire. Just half yeah. of the destiny, huh? If, huh? Yeah. It, what's that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah keep that quiet, I man. keep that between me and you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's what's up. Wrong man, she was up. Okay. <laughs> It's a moment. You just had to be there. Yeah. I, yeah. And I wasn't. And I'm starting to feel good about that. Is there anything <laughs> else, sir? They don't do that. Ain't nothing special yeah, yeah, about it, that. It was one of his rhymes, man. It was one of his rhymes. I'm not saying oh, it is. I'm not saying it's not. I'm moving. I'm moving on. I'm transitioning. That's called transition. It's not judgment. Transition. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's just my voice. You know that shit. Yeah, we we, we could go on and on in this discussion. I know y'all got uh, more intros, and uh, you know I, I'd, I'd appreciate it if the listeners would send us some intros of your favorite oh, artists. Man. I was I gonna go freeway. You know, I'll even, I, I I'll was, even I pretend. Gonna, I'm gonna say, say Supreme uh, Clientel. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I was gonna pull a few out. I was gonna pull a few out, but you know, yeah, timing nah, is we, We'll save it for another time, and I want to hear yours. You know, like listeners, go ahead, send us your favorite one. I. If it's little Dirk, I'll pretend to listen to it. I promise. And uh Dirk, you know, Dirk is nice. I fuck with Dirk. Yeah, Dirk is nice. He's just he's not for me. <laughs> that's not for me. Yeah. I, you could look at Dirk face and know Dirk telling you the truth. And that's the difference. Right. Dirk yeah, is that's exactly. telling exactly. you the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying you know, every, everything, everything he really do. What he really do or really did or really saw or really mm. like you could he got them Allen Iverson. Whatever the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, yeah like, like I'm telling you exactly what it is. Like, you look at this nigga, and he's like looking back at you. Like, I'm not lying. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm gonna get it back. I in appreciate blood. that. Real. Yeah, I always appreciate it. I appreciate that. that. I've yeah. always appreciated that, I, especially you know, with regards to you know Chicago and how it's been elevated, sure. and, uh, yeah. and how the artists have you know went in the yeah. different directions that they've gone. Like, you just look mm-hmm. at him, and he's like, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still out here, and I'm still you know doing my little thing. I'm, I'm proud of the yeah. kid. Very he's, he's, he's one of them original internet kids, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the internet got popping and stream, you know, yeah. streaming and finding yeah. finding bass tapes and songs. Like that was he was one yeah. of them niggas. Yeah, for sure. Shout mm-hmm. out to Dirt. All yeah. right. And and don't think we're not gonna run this back uh with Brother Bills. We're, oh, we're we gotta have Bills on here. Bills is gonna yeah, have I, a I really want to know perspective. <laughs> yeah. He's he gonna say some May shit or some other shit <laughs> that <laughs> fab, I would have missed because of my age. <laughs> like I might have missed it just because of my age and where right, I in was between. in my musical mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. What you know, what I'm saying like what hits me when I was 11 years old in hip hop. He might not necessarily gravitate towards because mm-hmm. he wasn't 11 at the same time. Like he was 11, five, six with years Mace. later. Yeah. With Mace, yeah. like that's a different. That's just a different vibe <laughs> altogether. Like that's nah, but that was, shit was that shit was you know just to use them as an example. That was. Yeah. Was where hip hop started taking the change. Like that's where the change came from. Like you know, people don't want to give Puffy's real flowers like that, but I will. No, he, that's yeah. where it happened. That's where the happened. corner turned. When he turned the corner it, into regular airplay, into regular mm-hmm. everyday. Mm-hmm. To 
just you, your mother know Mayfield. Mm. Right now, yeah. if you play yeah. a couple songs by May, she know a couple of the words. Maybe not the whole verse, but she gonna know. You know what I mean? Like she's heard it. Mm-hmm. My mother's heard it. Yeah, my, you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. not because it 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 that became fresh. popular. Yeah. It became mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. That's where it really got popular. Yep. And so if I was 11 when that happened. He didn't invent samples, but he just he kind of popped those. No, those he paid for the ones. best samples. Yeah, he just took he, the he best. He paid for the best ones. <laughs> he didn't invent yeah. samples. He just paid no, he for the best ones. Because if y'all remember, and this is just like a little story time, blah, blah, blah. But you had guys, Pete Rock and them, premiering them. The way that they did samples back then had to change because of these niggas. Like these niggas mm. was taking parts of the song and doing things and doing this and artists wasn't getting what they was trying to get and the ass cap and all this other bullshit. So, you know, they started making rules and regulations and changing things. Mm-hmm. And Puff utilized his ambition and somebody's money and just bought M2 made shit so that, you know. Mm-hmm. They couldn't, they you know couldn't tell him no. <laughs> they couldn't yeah, tell he just no. bought the whole shit. He just, he just, he was buying whole samples of memorable shit, of memorable shit. So when they put it on the radio, I don't know much, how much he must have paid or, or what he had to do, but I know the money came back triple fold because the right. samples allowed for this music to be on every type of playlist that you could have. Like if it was music being played. You could play mm-hmm. some of this shit next to it. If it's rock music, white people music, whatever, like popular music, you could throw one of these Mace joints in there. You could throw one of these Notorious B.I.G. joints in there. You could throw, you know what I'm saying? You could put it in the playlist for somebody's wedding. You could put it in a playlist. It's, it's the greatest market ever, man. Like, what a guy. Did it. Did it. All right. Spain the gavel on the hip-hop discussion. Until next time, uh, this has been Logic Over Everything. It's over, and it's been everything hip-hop. Thank you for listening, folks. Listeners, 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 thanks again for your engagement. Thank you again for your listenership. Really appreciate it. As you can tell, the tone of this particular pod was a little bit more subdued. We were a little bit more relaxed than our old man zone. I know we had some <laughs> you know, very soft tones, mm-hmm. a lot of agreement. So I hope you guys can understand that this is more than anything else, I wish Bills was here too. But at this moment, it's just three friends, 20-year relationships, remembering a great day, you know? Yeah. So, and and, just and to throw that go out. back and listen to the music that we're talking about. Uh, you may, you're not going to have the same memories, of course, but I always encourage you to listen to the music. Open your ears. Uh, it was real mm-hmm. hard. It still is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We out.